Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. And my name is John Keeley. This is the podcast segment of our show that is not broadcast on KALA. Our guest for the 374th show is Dr. Michael Livingston, professor of English at the Citadel who is talking to us about, today, the Battle of Brunenburg. The history buff is Terry Toppler. Terry, would you please start us off? Yes, I'd be happy to. Yeah, Dr. Livingston, you had talked about your upcoming book, The Battle of Hastings, and you had earlier described it as a guidebook. So my question is, being a person who loves to travel, especially to historic sites, uh, last summer I actually watched walked Hadrian's Wall Path um, from... Cool. Uh, starting at Whitley Bay, <laughs> and I will recommend to our viewers, uh, don't walk at that direction. Don't walk uh, west, walk east. But the wind <laughs> <laughs> and, and We couldn't figure out why all the American tourists were walking west, and yeah, well, we discovered. Anyway, um, so my question is, could I take, actually take this book, The Battle of Hastings, as a guidebook, and do a self-guided tour of that area? Yeah, in, in fact, uh, and first of all, I'm incredibly jealous of you that you got to do that walk at Hadrian's Wall. Um, <laughs> it was even though you did do it the wrong, wrong direction. Um, yeah, wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> Which gardens did you go through? <laughs> oh, we went through a lot of sheep pastures, a lot of gardens, <laughs> and then a lot of styles. Sure. <laughs> uh, so the guidebook is, is designed actually for exactly that. Um, it is uh, about half a kind of traditional, uh, you know, historical account where uh, myself and my, and my co-author, Kelly DeVries, um, you know, talk about, you know, what happened, you know, why did it happen, all that jazz. Um, but then it's, it's kind of intercut with, you know, that story on the ground, right? So, you know, go to, go to this site. Um, this is what you see. Here's where it is. I mean, here's some pictures that we took, that kind of thing. But, you know, go see it for yourself, right? Um, trying to sort of allow somebody who wants to, you know, to walk in the footsteps of the conqueror um, and walk in the footsteps of, of Harold on his way to be conquered, I guess, um, you know, to, to allow you to do that, you know, to see as much as you can of, uh, you know, of the, of the year 1066. So we start it from... Uh, we start with the with the Battle of Stamford Bridge in the north. So we go through what you know what you know of that area, what you can see of that area, um, and then we we carry Harold all the way down to Hastings. Uh, meanwhile, in France, we've we've carried William all the way across the sea, um, and uh, you know Tosti, who is uh, Harold's brother, who ends up fighting with Harold Hardrada. We trace his route. So we try to sort of. Uh, give someone as much information as we can about where these things happened. And also, you know, a little bit on the way, not everything, but, uh, you know, while you're in the area, go check out this thing. It's amazing. You know, like, um, you know, if you're in Dover, Dover Castle is incredible. And, and you know, William the Conqueror stopped there uh, and was there for a little while. And, and you can see bits of the castles obviously become much bigger and much grander, but but there are bits there that are those were there in William's day. You should go check those out. So we we'll talk about them. 
but then we also say, you know, you can't stop in Dover without seeing the rest of the castle. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't be here without checking out the World War II stuff that's under it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and this is, of course, where operation that brought the mineral from Dunkirk. That's where it was centered. Uh, go check that stuff out. You know, if down the road from the castle is um, this amazing uh, Roman villa that was um, like not really a, a villa. It's more like a hotel um, that got covered over by debris. Uh, and it's kind of like Pompeii. It's uh, all this, this beautiful painting and all this stuff is all preserved. And hardly anybody knows about it, but it's there. And so we talk about mm-hmm. that, even though, uh, you know, that has, that has buckets to do with 1066. But, you know, if, if you're interested in this stuff, you'll probably be interested in that, too. So, yeah, it's very much geared for exactly what you're talking about. Michael, you. Michael, I have a question um, back to Brunenberg. Um, you were talking about, you know, in order to find artifacts, you really needed to get the, the folks out with uh, with metal detectors. Can you talk a little bit about how that's going? Because I I, uh, I read that you had um, sort of a, a group of, of volunteers who were out doing exactly that um, and had maybe stumbled across um, a smithy complex, which would be really fascinating. So can you talk a little about that? Yeah, so they, uh, I'll, I'll first say they're not, they're not like my group. Um, it's an independent group. We are all archaeology. Um, and they've done a, a number of, of very fascinating projects uh, in uh, on the We're All Peninsula. Um, and they have um, undertaken a number of searches. On one site, um, they have found, um, I'll, I'll say it's a couple thousand artifacts. Um, not all of those are battle related. Um, all of that is being gone over, um, sort of as we speak to determine what of it is battle related. Um, it could be that, that none of that is, it could be that a great, much of it is, um, a lot of it looks like arrowheads. Um, there's a couple of things that look like ax heads. Uh, but the problem is these things don't, they don't come out of the ground looking like those things really they, they come out of the ground these sort of these sort of rusted blobs and you're you're sort of like you know well from that shape it it looks like that could be an arrowhead but you also have to remember um you know if you're looking for a battle you want it to be a battle uh, arrowhead right that's right that's what your your mind is is trying to make you think it is and uh and so yeah they they're doing the testing on that right now um, none of that is, is publicly released information, so I can't sort of talk about it too much. Sure. Um, but they are doing testing on all that. And that's actually um, probably not, uh, see how I can phrase this. Um, that would be slightly off of where main finds would be, I guess is what I would say. Okay. So, um so there is, it is actively going on. They are, they were doing digs uh, today. Um, so, so yeah, they're actively doing it. It's a volunteer group. There's, there's no funding for this yet. Um, they are trying to get funding. Uh, I'm trying to do what I can to get them funding. Uh, but obviously, at uh, the middle of a uh, nation destroying pandemic isn't the best time <laughs> right. to be asking for money. <laughs> yes. uh, right. Well. <laughs> And I'd like to point out that 
what my friend is really trying to say. He's retiring at the end of the school year, and he would like you to hire him to go out and do this. So, and when you said the funding part, I'm sure he was thrilled. Uh, which, no, it would, would be exactly what I get paid for doing ROI, so no big you know, deal. Well, you get more there. Uh, back to the point that we were talking about how you see people get really angry about these traditional beliefs. A little side note, we had a very good friend of ours who honestly thought that for their entire livelihood of their heritage, that they were from this very prominent uh, German family in Schleswig-Holstein. And when the daughter did the DNA, we didn't hear about it for a while, their family DNA, and it came back and said, why are they so quiet? They found out they were Swedish. They weren't even German. They had a depression for about a month. So, I mean, when you got jumped like by that for, for messing with history, um, I, I mean, I, I, how do you, I mean, I know it doesn't happen often, but how often when you try to explain to people that we're talking a thousand years ago and that your modern interpretation is about a million miles off, does that become frustrating or you just go with the flow and let them think what they want to think? I, for the most part, I, I, I mean, look, I, I don't know. Right. So, I mean, right. as I say, <laughs> you know, I, I, I could be wrong. Right. I mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, whoever I'm talking to, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're wrong, but, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't, I don't you know have, I'm you right, have, you know? You have bases of fact, though, that they don't. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but, it doesn't, but it doesn't necessarily mean correct, right? You right. know, it, means, it right. means more probability of being correct. And so, um, so no, I, I, I try to sort of just take it easy, you know, and, and – uh, mostly just, you know, let's just not come to blows over this. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, uh, um, it really is more than anything in those kind of situations. I've tried to, uh, you know, to, to emphasize, you know, look, I, I don't have a dog in this fight, right? I don't own real estate. So, right. um, so no, I, it doesn't really matter to me. And, and instead, why don't we focus on, the fact that we both are uh, clearly very interested in, in this historical thing. And that's kind of cool because, you know, look, most people don't know about the Battle of Brunnenberg, and you and I sure no. do. Isn't this great? Let's have a beer. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That seems a healthier way of handling it to me. Yes. Terry, do you have one more question? Yes. I do, a quick one. Oh, yeah. Um, we've been focusing mostly on land archaeology. Though, according to some accounts, so I know you said that it's flawed, that some accounts say 615 ships arrived uh, from Dublin to um, the coast of England. So is there any thought about looking for ocean archaeology? Like, would there be possibly any, you know, ships that are down, I don't know if they'd even be preserved, the wreckage of ships from that time period? Uh, so yeah, again, man, you are full of cool, cool questions, Terry. Um, so there, there is the possibility that there is a Viking ship, um, actually on the Wirral Peninsula that has not been excavated. Um, a pub was, while a pub was being built, um, this thing was apparently exposed and then they kind of covered it up again. Uh, and so that is also one of the things that we're all archaeology is trying to get funding to do is, is to. Uh, relocate and then excavate that ship. Now, 
I, I doubt very much that that is directly associated with the Brunenberg uh, event. Um, if I'm correct about um, where the uh, the ships actually were, um, all of that is now covered over uh, with with land. They've they've put in uh, drainage canals and ditches and stuff, and and the landscape is totally different. So okay. uh, probably not much chance of finding that. Um, what has been tremendously valuable, though, I'll say, um, in addition to land-based archaeology, is essentially um, space-based archaeology. So one of the tools in my arsenal that I use, um, like any chance I can get, um, and is enormously valuable, is a thing called LIDAR, yep. Um, yep. which basically creates a topography of the of the planet's surface that is incredibly detailed and is when you when you run it through certain processes you, you can essentially strip off the vegetation so it's like you just erased all the vegetation the trees the bushes the grasses all of it there's the raw land and that is fantastic for trying to figure out you know where where did these rivers run before the drainage canal was put in? Where, you know, where was it this? What is the slope? All of these things that as a military historian, I'm trying to um, put into the mix in order to get a better sense of, of, of this battle or another battle I'm looking at, whatever the project is. So there is space-based archaeology that's happening, which is, which is great fun. All right. We would like to thank our guest for this 374th show, Dr. Michael Livingston, professor of English at the Citadel. And we've been talking about the Battle of Brunenburg and the Battle of Hastings. The history buff for today's show was Terry Toppler. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2, 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 PM. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALA HD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.